0: Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stop Ridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. We're in a series that we began called Daring Faith. And we're daring you to believe. We're triple dog daring you to believe. God is waiting on people like you and I to release our faith. To say, you know, despite all the odds and despite everything that's going on, I'm still going to believe God. And when you believe God, it is that kind of faith that moves mountains, everyone. Amen? Amen. Amen. And you know what I've discovered is this, is that all of us want our lives to turn out in uh, in the right way. Matter of fact, the things that we attempt, we have in mind the outcome that we want, don't we? Would you agree with that? We have an outcome, so when it comes to school, you know, the outcome is, is that we want to make a good grade. When it comes to work, the outcome is, is that we want to make a good income. When it comes to marriage, the outcome we want is that we want a happy family and a happy marriage. And so when it comes to our family, we want our children to to grow up and be healthy and, and spiritually in tune with God. It's the outcome that we focus on is what we want. But what I want to tell you is this, is that it's not all about the outcome. You have to have the input. It's input before outcome. Like I have this container uh, with me now and you can see it's, uh, you see the water sloshing around in there. It's filled with water. And what I would tell you is, is that if if I took the top off of this and poured and begin to pour it, what would come out of this, everybody? What? What would come out of it? Water. Water. So expecting a different outcome from what I put in there would be nuts, wouldn't it? If I say, okay, well, I'm going to pour this right now. I'm going to pour this, and I'm expecting uh, orange juice to flow out. You would call me crazy, right? Because water's in here. And so understanding that it's input before outcome, everybody. Input over outcome. In other words, if it's not in, I can't get it out. Come on, somebody. And many times we live our lives so much into where we focus on the outcome, what we want, but we forget the main ingredients we got to put it in. You can't get it out if you don't have it in. You've got to put it. It's input over outcome. So what I want to challenge you to do in order to grow your faith is I want you to focus on your input. Then God will take care of the outcome. Amen. And so, so we're so worried about the outcome, but let's focus on the input. Matter of fact, the Bible says that this way about our faith in Romans 10, 17, it says this, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the what everybody, the word of God. In other words, when you get into God's word and begin to read God's word, your faith grows. Remember, it's about input input. When I'm putting God's word in, my faith begins to grow. Then I can expect faith to come out. Amen. Input over outcome. It's amazing to me that, uh, you know, I used to read the Bible and I would read the Bible and think, well, you know, well, I'm not really getting anything out of this. Anybody ever read the Bible and thought, okay, I'm not really getting anything out of this. Anybody beside me? Yeah. But what I discovered with this is it's never about what I'm getting out of it. It's what's getting in me that matters. Amen? Even though when you feel like you're not getting anything out of the Bible, it's what's getting in you that matters more than anything else. And so even those times that you're reading and you felt like, man, I, didn't get any, I can't remember anything I read. I can't get anything out of it. It's getting in you. And that's what matters because it's input over outcome. If it's not in, it can't come out. So... Today I wanna talk to you about why, why you should read the Bible. Why should I read the Bible is the question that I have. And I wanna talk to you about that. Why should I read the Bible? I'm gonna give you three things today from God's word that I think are, are very persuasive and giving you a reason why you would want to read the Bible. And we're gonna start because God's word tells us exactly why we should read the Bible and it's found in 2 Timothy 3.16, look what it says. All scripture is God breathed and is useful to teach us what is true, makes us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are what everybody? Wrong, because every one of us are wrong at times, amen? amen? When we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right, God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do what, everybody? Every good work, every good work. God is preparing you and equipping you. So the first thing I want to share with you is why should I read the Bible? Is because reading the Bible gives me life. Reading the Bible gives me life. Now, again, going back to that verse again, uh, or actually in Genesis 2 and 7, look what happened here. Look what it says. It says, the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and notice this, what did he do, everybody? He what? Breathed. Breathed. He breathed into his nostril the breath of what? Breath of life. Notice that. He breathed the breath of life and the man became a what? Living being. Did you notice what happened? It was God's breath that gave life to Adam. It was God's breath. When God breathed on Adam, he became a living being. Now notice the next thing, Psalms 33 and 6 says this. It says, the Lord merely, what everybody? Spoke, he spoke. The Lord merely spoke and the heavens were created. Now notice, read these next four words with me. Let's read them out loud. You ready? Here we go. You at home as well. Here we go. He breathed the word. Notice that. He breathed the word and all the stars were born." Did you see that? See, why did it say he breathed the word? He spoke, but he breathed the word because every time that you and I speak, it's our it's air coming up out of our lungs, moving across our vocal cords. It's our breath, everybody, that gives us our words. You get that? It's that when your breath comes up out of your lungs and goes across your vocal cords, you're able to speak. And so God, it was his breath that spoke the solar, into, solar system into existence. You see, it was God's breath that said to the earth earth, I want you to spin at 1,000 miles an hour. I want you to stay tilted at a 23 degree axis. I want you to stay 93 million miles from the sun. And it was God that told the earth, I want you to rotate around the, around the sun. And it was God that spoke and said to the moon, I want you to rotate around the earth and stay 250,000 miles from the earth. It was God who spoke all of that into existence. And I want you to know, and the reason that, that, that the solar system stays in place and does exactly what it does is because God breathed and God spoke it into existence and God said do it everybody amen yes. you see if you don't say I don't believe I don't believe in God well just look at the solar system how in the world is that happening how how is the you know how does the world just keep spinning why does it do that? it's in the middle of nothing and it just keeps spinning You know, like a basketball, if you can spin on your finger, you got to keep hitting that thing to make it spin, right? Or it's going to fall. Well, God spoke it into existence and God's word spoke it and it began to happen. Look at the next verse with me In, in 2 Timothy 3 and 16. The first part of that, we says this, it says, all scripture is what, everybody? It's God breathed. Let me tell you something. When it's life giving, whenever God breathes on something, it comes alive. Amen. Amen. When God breathed in Adam's nostril, he's become a living being. When God breathed the solar system, it become alive. All the plants and plants come alive. Everything come alive. And when you read God's word, guess what God is doing? God is breathing into your life. Did you hear that? When, when you read God's word, it's like God breathing on you. He's breathing his Holy Spirit on you. And it's amazing how that all of a sudden that you begin to input. And when you input God's word, you can spe- expect the output to be God's word, amen? And God, so you're, it's like you're in, every time you read God's word, it's like inhaling God's, God's Holy Spirit into your life. And it gives you life into your body. And it gives you life in your mind. It gives you hope for tomorrow. Amen, everybody? It's a me, amen. man. So what I want to say right here is this, is it's input. It's input over outcome. Now, we believe in life and today is actually the sanctity of life Sunday. And what I want to tell you is that is we believe all life is precious. And so that's why we're doing this suicide prevention seminar next week, next Saturday at nine o'clock. And I'm asking you if at all possible to attend. Why? Because we want to equip you to save a life because somebody's going to come your way one day and they're going to be having, they're going to, there's going to be signs in their life that you're going to see and you're going to be able to intervene in their life and you're going to save a life. And so we want to equip you. And because we're a church, listen, Let's just, just face it, suicide is through the roof right now. I mean, it's, it's crazy. You probably have known someone recently that maybe has, has attempted or committed suicide. And so we're not the church that says, well, let's just pray about it. No, we're the church that says, let's do something about it. Amen? Amen. Did you hear that, everybody? Listen, we're a church that says, no, 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 what can, we're going to pray about it, but also what can we do about it? And so that's is what we can do. And I know you say, well, well, this is a little bit out there. Well, let me tell you something. We will do anything to save lives. Amen? Yes. And so I want you to join me on your connection card. You can sign up. If you're watching online, you can sign up and we'll send you some information, but we want you to come and be a part of that. Now, so why, why should I read God's word? Why don't you ask me that question? Say it. Come on. Why should I read God's word? Say it to me. You ready? One, two, three. Why I read God's word? I'm glad you asked. I'm going to tell you. Number one, because it gives you life, right? Number two is this. Is reading the Bible teaches me right from wrong. Oh, boy. Reading God's word teaches me right from wrong. Right from wrong. Again, looking at our verse. 2 Timothy three sixteen. he says this, "'All Scripture is God-breathed, "'and is useful to teach us what is true "'and make us realize what is wrong in our life. "'It corrects us when we are wrong "'and teaches us to do what is right.'" Here's what I want you to know. Here it is, you ready? Watch this. You can't do better or be better until you know better. You, you, see, you see, you're looking at the world and you say, "'Why is everybody so crazy?' Why, why, why are people doing this? Why are they doing all this bad stuff? They don't know any better. You see, we're in a generation now that, that has tried to separate itself from the word of God. See, many generations ago, everybody, pretty much our nation was a Christian nation, so everybody had somewhat of the word of God in them. And so now we say, why is all this evil happening? Because people have drifted from the word of God. And you, listen, we can't get so mad at our coworker because they don't know any better, amen? And so it's up to you and I to put the input in, input over outcome. And when you and I know the Word of God, we can share the Word of God that their life can change. And listen, you say, well, I'm afraid to talk about the Bible. Let me tell you something. If you're afraid to talk about the Bible, then expect the world to get worse. Because the only hope for the world is God's Word, everybody. Amen. You will not know right from wrong. You can't do better, be better till you know better. Someone said, well, you know, I'm old Bible thumpers, you know, the Bible, that's for weak people. No, 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 no. The Bible does not make you weaker. The Bible makes you wiser and that makes you stronger. Amen. Amen. The Bible doesn't make you, it doesn't make you weaker. It makes you wiser and that makes you stronger, stronger in your faith. You know, it's amazing. We're in, we're in fasting. We're doing the 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I wanna encourage you again, if you listen, just try your very best to make it one time in person person for the, for the morning prayer. And again, if you can, not many of you are joining us online. It's amazing, I appreciate that. But I'm telling you that we're praying and we're believing God for miracles and we're fasting. I don't know about you, but while I'm fasting, it's very easy for me to say, oh, I'm giving up this, and I'm giving up that, and oh, I can't eat this, and I can and it becomes more about what I talk about I can't do instead of, instead of talking about what God can do. Amen. Amen? Fasting is not for me to complain about what, I'm, what I can't eat. Fasting is remind me to call out on God, and so I caught myself doing that. I said, you know, Rhonda, you know, we're doing no meats, no sweets, no breads, and so you know, it's like, okay, what am I (laughs) going to eat? Chick-fil-A don't have a whole lot with that, you know? And so like, so anyways, we're trying to figure this out and I find myself complaining about it. But what I want you to know is that no, it's to remind me to pray more. And that's what I want to remind you of. See, the devil knows that maybe when you've started fasting, that you feel more tempted. And matter of fact, feel more aggravated. And the devil knows, it's an old, he knows that. That's why that when we're fasting, he realized that, that we're, we sometimes we become a little more easier prey. And so even we look at Jesus's life, Remember when Jesus went into the wilderness, how he was praying for 40 days and 40 nights, he was fasting that long as well? And so we see what happens here. The devil knows that when we fast, many times we can get, we're very easily, easily tempted when we're hungry, when we're angry, when we're lonely, and when we're tired. Amen? I mean, when we, we get ill, right? When, we, when we're hungry, when we're angry, when we're lonely, and when we're tired. So that word, those, that means halt, everybody. H-A-L-T. Remember? Hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. So halt. Remember those words. The devil tried to play to Jesus' flesh as well when he was praying, you know, when he was praying in the wilderness, the devil come to him and said, hey, we, I know you're hungry. Why don't you turn these breads? Why don't you turn these stones into bread? You can do that. Turn your stones into bread. And look what Jesus said to him. Jesus said this. Jesus answered, it is written, man does not live on what, everybody? Man does not live on coffee alone. Hallelujah. Man does not live on Diet Coke alone, does he? No, he does not. Man does not live on meat alone. I've had to tell myself this, okay? (laughs) But on every word that comes from where? The mouth of God. You know what Jesus was telling the devil? See, Jesus had God's Word in him. I mean, in the you know, he was, he was God, but yet man. And what made Jesus who he was was the Word of God inside of him. And when you are weak and when you are, t- when you are hungry, angry, lonely, and tired, what's in you will come out of you, amen? And so what I'm trying to tell you is this, is that the reason that Jesus was able to sustain the, the temptation is because he had the Word of God in him. And you know what he told the devil? He said, God's Word will always... Have the last word in my life, Amen. Amen. Yes. And whatever, whoever word is the last word in your life is your God. Amen? If, if, it's, if it's a celebrity who has the last word in your life, it's, they're your God. If, it, if it's your parents who have the last word in your life, they're your God. But whoever has the last word in your life is your God. And what I'm trying to tell you is that Jesus said that the, the Lord God Almighty's word will have the last word in my life, and he's my God. And I don't know about you, but I've determined that in my life too, that God's word will have the last word in my life. Amen? And it directs my life. It directs my life. Look at Hebrews 4.12. Oh, look what the Bible says. I love this. The Word of God is what, everybody? Alive. Oh, it's alive. It's not, the Bible is not, it's not like any other book. Any other book, you can read it and it's good content. It will, yeah, some things will help you, but God's Word stays with you. It's alive. It's alive and it's active. <laughs> it's working in you. That's why you can never get away from it sharper than any double-edged sword it cuts all the way through to where the soul and the spirit meet to where the joint and marrow come together it judges the desires and thoughts of the heart you see here's the deal if you listen to a lie long enough you'll begin to believe a lie Oh, that's why you got to get in God's Word because everybody else going to see the devil tried to trick Jesus even with the Word. He tried to twist the Word of God. He made the truth into a lie by twisting it. And there'll be so many people in our society who want to twist the Word of God and say, well, I don't think it says that. I don't think it means that. No, if it says that, it means that. Amen, everybody? Amen. And so it's the Word of God. And see, so many people live a lie. And when you begin to, when you begin to believe a lie you begin to live a lie, and then you're held down. I remember seeing this illustration and reading it a long time ago about how that, uh, when they would uh, capture elephants when they were babies, they would, to train those elephants, what they would do is they would bring those elephants in, they would put a little cha- a chain around the elephant's ankle, and they would drive a stake into the ground, and the little baby elephant would try to get away, but it couldn't get away because it had a chain around his ankle. And so what it did is that that baby elephant finally gave up and said, I can never break away from this. And then that baby elephant grew up and it could shoot, it could move tons and tons. But you know what they did to hold that big elephant to where it needed to be? They drive a stake in the ground, put a chain around his leg because the elephant had bought a lie. That, you know, because this chains on my ankle, I can't go anywhere. So it wouldn't try anymore. It believed a lie. The only reason the elephant was held captive in prisoner is because it believed a lie. And what I want to tell you today is that if you believe a lie and if it's outside of God's word, it will keep you prisoner. You will be held down. You will not be able to do what God has called you to do. You will never be the person that God called you to be. And your life will be in prison. See, and you got to break free from the lie. And the only way to break free from the lie is get in God's word because God's word is truth. Amen, everybody? Amen. It's truth. It's God's word is truth. You see, the Bible is unlike any other book. You read it. And it reads you. It'll straighten you out. Amen? Amen. I don't know about, how, about you, but how many times, you know, I have this habit. Someone asked me, said, Pastor Jeff, how have you been the pastor of this church for uh, 26 years? How have you stayed on the straight and narrow? I'll tell you, I have a habit. Every morning I get up and I read the Bible. Every morning. Whether I get anything out of it or not, I read the Bible. And I can tell you, I can't tell you how many times I've got to read the Bible that Rhonda and I went to bed mad at each other that night, and I was determined it was her fault, and then after reading the Bible, I got up and apologized to her because I realized it was my fault. She always wants me to read the Bible. <laughs> She's like, here, here, you got a dose of this lately. <laughs> so I want to tell you, it's just, it works that way in our lives. It keeps us, you see, see, the Bible helps us keep God in his place, that everything in our life can fall into its place. Did you hear that? When you, when you keep God in his place, then it's amazing how things in your life will fall into place. But without God's word, it won't happen. And I wanna challenge you to read the Bible, everybody. So on your connection card here, I have a next step. It's a bold next step. It says this, I will do my best to read slash listen to the Bible daily. What I want you to do is I want you to write down what time you're going to do that. You're at home as well. I want you to just write it down. I want you to write it down right down What time are you going to read the Bible? See, and I want what place are you going to read it? Some of you, the best thing that you could do is, is to download this app. Look at the, the U Version Bible app. We're going to put it up. You could download that app right there and let it read it to you. you listen, you can listen to it or read it. Matter of fact, you could turn your drive time into divine time. Amen, everybody? Turn, turn, listen, the news doesn't change. Some of you got an hour drive to work and you listen to the news over and over. They don't change. It says the same thing. Listen, why don't you turn the bad news off, turn the good news on, and watch how it will change your life, everybody. You know what's going to change your community, change your family, change our country, is that we need a Bible revival, everybody. Amen. We need a Bible revival. We need God's word again. And we listen, getting into God's word that it can get into us, that it can come out of us. It changes the world. It changes the world. Oh, I can see I'm the only one excited about this today. No, me and Rhonda's excited about it because she put it on me. Here, get in God's word, Jeff. All right. Some of you are going to do the same with that as well. So write it down. When are you going to do it? When and where? So in your car, wherever you are, some you know, some of the, I remember Tawny sharing that, how she said that when she was getting ready, she always turned the Bible on and listened to it. You know, what is your time? What is your place that you're going to do that? A Bible revival, everybody, is what we need. Okay, input over outcome. Now, the third thing, ask ask me, why should I read the Bible? Ask me. (laughs) Come on, I mean, ask me with a little attitude, come on. All right, I'm glad you did, all right? You want to get a little edgy with me? Let me tell you why. Number three is reading the Bible keeps me spiritually clean. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here we go. I told you it's going to get better. Here we go. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip. If you're sitting here, once you circle those two words, prepare and equip. His people to do every good work. Now that is exactly why we do Growth Track here, everybody. We do Growth Track because, see, Growth is not just about membership, about becoming a member of the church. Growth Track is about helping you get your life on track so that we can help you be prepared and equipped to do every good work because it feels good to do good. You'll never be happy until you're doing good. We're going to talk more about that next week. So I want to challenge you. If you haven't signed up for Growth Track, please sign up on your connection card today. And make sure that if you're in the room, turn these in on the buckets on the way out. But make sure you sign up for Growth Track. All right. Now, look at this next verse here. God actually, in his word, he's talking about marriage here. But notice what he says about the church. Here he goes. It says, for husbands, this means love your wives, just as Christ loved the church, now here we go. Watch this. He gave up his life for the what? Everybody, the church. He gave the life up for his life up for the church. Now, so understanding that he gave his life for the church, so he's talking about the church. He gave his life up for her, but he's talking about the church to make her holy and clean. Now, watch. Here we go. Washed by the what? Cleansing of the cleansing of God's word. Every Christian today, if you're a Christian, you're a part of the church. And the only way you will ever be cleansed is through God's word. Can I share something with you that's so exciting? Let me tell you something, I read, I come across a study uh, this pa- two weeks ago that just made me almost just jump for joy. And that is this, they did a study of many people and they asked them this question, you know, about reading the Bible. And they found out this. If, if you read the Bible four times a week. Now see, I'm not talking about come to church and just open it up. No, I'm talking about read the Bible four times a week. Four times a week, this is what happened. Getting drunk went down 57%. Also, sex outside of marriage went down sixty-eight percent for those that read the Bible four times a week. Pornography; those viewing pornography went down sixty-one percent just because they read the Bible four times a week. Gambling went down seventy-four percent because they read the Bible four times a week. And also, none of that, but the positive side of that happened too, and that is this: is that that uh, people that actually uh, shared their faith they went up by two hundred twenty-eight percent. The people that started telling other people about the Word of God, discipling others, went up 231%. And memorizing God's Word went up 407%, everybody, just by opening up the Bible four times a week. It is your medication, everybody. Amen? You want your life to get better. Get in God's Word. I know I'm preaching better than your Amen. amen. I know I am. Listen, you might be froze, but I'm not. Amen. I got fire, and I hope you will too. Amen. It's God's Word. It's God's Word. Well, let me just show you. I know I've been telling you. Okay, well, let me just show you here. All right. This is the junk in your life. All the bad habits, all the things that you want out of your life. And many of you are saying, well, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come to God when I get this stuff out of my life. No, 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 no. You can't get it out of your life by yourself. You've got to have God to get it out, amen? You don't, you don't get good and then get God. You get God, then you get good, amen? And so what we need is God's Word going in. And so this is God's Word. And so we begin to pour God's Word into our life. And some of you are saying, yeah, I've tried that. And, you know, nothing happens. Got a little sprinkle, you know. You get, yeah, I go to church. I went to church one time. You know, I, I tried that. I go, I go once every six weeks, and I'm, it just don't help me. See, you just got a little bit in you see but you gotta you gotta keep pouring into you got to keep pouring into God's word everybody and as you keep pouring into God's word all of a sudden something begins to happen inside of you is that all of a sudden God's spirit begins to lift those things in your life amen and you see you say well I I've been I've been I've been getting I've been reading now for 21 days now and, and I really you know I, nothing's really happened well it's happening you just can't see it amen it's in God's word so what do you do you don't quit like the devil says. Well, don't do that. No, it ain't doing you any good. Just quit. Well, you don't quit. No, you just keep pouring. You keep coming to church. You keep worshiping God. And you keep reading the Bible. And you just keep pouring and pouring and pouring. And look what's happening, everybody. All of a sudden, that junk that's deep down inside of you that you couldn't break is coming up. It's coming up. But see... You've been now you've been in church and you've been reading God's Bible now for 6 months and, and see, people still see this stuff, right? They still see it because it's still there, but you know it's working. There's something going on inside of you, and that's why we just keep reaching up. Why? Because it's input over outcome, right? And the more that we keep pouring into God's Word, look, we keep pouring in God's Word. 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 We keep pouring in His Word, amen? Look what happens. See, it wasn't your mother that straightened you out. It wasn't, the, it wasn't the government that straightened you out. It wasn't the police officer that straightened you out. It wasn't your husband or wife that straightened you out. No, it's God's Word that straightened you out. Amen. He got it all out of you. Amen. What happened? It's a change of God. He said, Pastor, there's still some stuff on top. Yes. Yes, that's intentional. Why? Because stuff still comes our way, doesn't it? But just because it comes our way, it doesn't get down into us anymore. It stays on the surface, and we can deal with that. See, it's out of our heart, and it's just on the difficult times come to you, and hard times come to all of us. It did not keep it from coming, but it doesn't get in us because God's Word is moving through us. Amen, everybody. You get in God's Word. And God's Word gets in you and it moves that junk out of you and you become new on the inside. Those of you that are watching online, bow your heads. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now and we ask you, oh God, that you would forgive us of our sins. And God, that you would cleanse us today from every wrong, oh God. We are so sorry for all the junk we put into our lives, oh God, that we've let come in. Forgive us of that, and God cleanse us and let your Holy Spirit get it out of us. We can't, oh God, let your word, oh Lord, come alive in us and do its work. And Father, forgive us of our sins and save us. Dear Lord Jesus, in your name we pray, amen and amen. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just wanna say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website,